Potter City presents 21 Days in God's Presence filled with intense prayers. Date 3rd to 23rd January 2022. And now, Prophet Nanase In 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 18, um, Apostle Paul, who was a father to Timothy, um, wrote a letter to him while he was in prison and one of the strong things that he said was that he gave him a charge to uh, me that he ordered him he instructed him he charged him and he said this charge i commit unto the son timothy according to the prophecies not just a prophecy prophecies which went before on thee that thou mightest by them war a good warfare. That means that Paul noticed that some of the prophecies that came, probably he was a witness of it. Or he was in the service when the prophecies came to Timothy. Timothy came from a generation at that time, he was the third generation of a Christian. The third generation means that according to one of the letters Paul wrote, he mentioned that his grandmother Lois was born again. The spirit came on his mother Eunice and then he believed that it was on him. Hallelujah. So there was a generation of a grandma, a ma, and then the young man who became the first bishop of the church in Ephesus. And Paul told him that I witnessed certain prophecy, but most of them has not come to pass. There were prophecies concerning Timothy. Right from when he was a young child. General prophetic word. Some of them probably specific prophetic word. And then Paul said that I'm charging you. He said, I charge this charge I commit unto you that you cannot just let this thing fall just anyhow. Because God is not a liar. Are you getting what I'm talking about? God means what he says and he says what he means. So Paul was talking to Timothy and told him that this charge I commit unto the son Timothy by the prophecies plural which has went before thee, thou mightest by them war a good warfare. It means the reason it has not come to pass is that you have not prayed. Watch this. There are two different things here. Prayer is towards God. Paul didn't even mention prayer. He talked about warfare. Everybody say warfare. Prayer is towards God. Warfare is towards the devil. Can I say that again? When you pray, you pray to God. But when it comes to warfare, then you are engaging the devil to enforce his defeat. Or to stop him from releasing anything he is holding. That means that what Paul was trying to say is that the prophecy that has not come to pass, somewhere, somewhere, Satan has prevented it. Mm. Now watch this. So Paul was talking to Timothy and said, I'm giving you a charge. I'm ordering you that don't allow Satan to prevent manifestation. So there is somebody standing here. There is something that is talking about your life. So there are prophecies. What, what do you mean by prophecy? Now it's a fault there. There are different levels of prophecy. Some of you get prophecy specific. So I'm a minister. I call you and I speak into your life. There is what is called general prophecy. For instance, between 31st December to 1st, the whole Potter's family has a prophecy. What is a prophetic word? This is your year of multiplication. But however, if you don't pray inside of multiplication, even the little one you have, Satan will steal it. So it's not automatic. 
By the time we enter another 31st December, not all of us here, life and circumstance and blessing will multiply. It depends on the state of your commitment to enforce the manifestation. Different kinds and different levels of prophetic way that came. Timothy's own came. And according to Paul, they were prophecy. I wish Paul said, but the prophecy say prophecies. So Timothy's own is accumulating. Some of you cannot tell you your prophetic word. For instance, it can come from God direct. As an inner intuition, it just comes. I was not in any church. I was somewhere praying. And the Lord told me that it's time to build a city. And then immediately he told me that I have to engage in a long fast. And it is after the long fast that I step into the land. I heard it very clear. But if I didn't engage in the warfare, we will still be somewhere in Apatas. So there is a prophecy that must come over. Now, why does the devil fight prophecy? Because number one, write this one, that number one, anytime a prophetic word comes to your life, he knows that there is an expiring date on an attack of his attack on your life. Can I say that again? So, once you get a prophecy, for instance, I call somebody who is trusting God for a child, and I release a prophetic word. From that time, Satan knows that I cannot continue to prevent her from conceiving. So, every prophecy put an aspiring date on attack of the devil on your life. And that makes him fight back. So, sometimes, Everything is fine until you get a prophecy. Then all hell break loose. Hello? Number two, the devil also knows that the word of God will not return to God void. So the moment he sees a prophetic word come to you, he knows that your circumstance and your situation is going to change. And that means he has to fight back. So, by the prophecy that has come, Paul said, I'm charging you. It means that I am not negotiating this thing. I am not trying to encourage you. I am ordering you that enter into warfare. What do you mean by that? There's a prophecy you are going to marry this year. If you don't pray, Satan can postpone your marriage to the next 10 years. He can do that very easily. There's a prophecy that has come upon your life that you are good. Now, let me tell you something. Jesus Christ. When you read the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and verse number 1, 2, and 3, I want to show you something. 2 Chronicles. It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab, now give me the New Living Translation and watch this. After this, the armies of Moabite, Ammonite, and some of the Monite declare war on Jerusalem. Now, the Monites are another country. When you check theologically, about five countries. So, it means that Ghana is sitting down, or Togo is sitting down, the Ghana, Nigeria, Ivory Coast, and maybe Benin decide they are going to fight. So, five countries against a small country. Are you getting it? It's a very frightening situation. Now, it's not just going to war at that time. When you go to war and the countries coming after you are bigger than you, you have to know that all your citizens are going to be slaves. So, those days... If, if Ghana go to fight Togo and win, they carry all Togolese to Ghana. And when they bring you, you do just minia and liberal work. You remember when Israel was carried to Egypt and then Egyptian president came, who doesn't know Joseph, and started engaging them in slavery and all kinds of hard working. 
So this is the situation. Verse number two says that. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, who was the president at that time, a vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hezazon, Taman. This was another name for Engedi. And when you go to Israel, you understand this one. So by the time he got the news, the people were at Aflao border. Or probably they've come around Sugakope. They were very close. And is with it. When we go to Israel, we go there. Now, so what happened there? I mean, it brought all kinds of things. Jehoshaphat was terrified by the news. And he begged the Lord for guidance. It means that sometimes when we start praying, expect a prophetic way. He be- the King James original said he began to pray and seek the face of God. He begged the Lord. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So these people know the secret of drawing something from God. The moment the attack came and he had the good news. Now, Apostle James wrote it. He said that, is any afflicted? Let him pray. That means that the moment you start hearing what you are not supposed, you don't want to hear, engage in prayer. He said, is any afflicted? James chapter 5. Do you know that scripture? James chapter 5 is dead. Is any among you afflicted? Everybody's afflicted. That means that suddenly the children are falling sick. Suddenly the husband comes and says, I'm fired. Suddenly something that's supposed to go straight is getting crooked. Suddenly some financial hardship. Suddenly you, 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 you can't really tell why this thing is happening. Once you sense those afflictions and you are not praying, the next step you step into is depression depressing is a means for the enemy to silence you a depressive person doesn't have even the joy to seek the face of god am i talking so james said the moment you sense affliction play so coming back to jehoshaphat let me show you something jehoshaphat immediately verse number three was where i want and i was reading the new living translation if you don't mind hallelujah now so Jehoshaphat heard it and Jehoshaphat was terrified and immediately, he immediately I'm sure it was January he put the family into fasting when they were fasting nothing was happening we couldn't tell how long it took but by verse 13 all the people some of them are already depressed according to verse number 13 all the men of Judah, that was where he was ruling. Because after Solomon messed up, the kingdom was divided. The Judah kingdom, I don't want to go into that. All the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives and children. So the news was so terrifying that all the kids stopped going to school. They all came to church. Fasting has been declared. All the kids, kindergarten, church and nursery, university, college, everybody came. And the Bible said, they and their fathers stood before the, the They stood before what? What did they do? They stood before the Lord. The Bible even didn't say they pray. They were fasting and they were standing before the Lord. Now the word stood before the Lord is that you are our only helper. Mm-hmm. And if you do nothing, all of us are going to be killed. Right. Now watch this. So where you are standing, you are standing before the Lord. So the Bible says, as all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their wife, their little ones, wives and children, something happened. Verse 14, something that the spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. So the moment they stood below the fasting, God began to look for a prophet. Not necessarily the guy was called as a prophet. He came from a prophetic line. Because the Bible specifically described about the Now look at it. The spirit of the Lord came upon 
one of the men standing there, his name was what? Jehaziel, son of Zachariah. So you know where he's coming from? Son of Benia, son of Jela, son of Mat- Matania, a Levite who was a descendant of us. The moment the Spirit of God came upon him, he released a prophetic word. And once we see the Spirit of God come upon people, he said, listen, all people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, king of Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says, prophecy. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Two sides of the whole thing. So either the trouble has come, you step into prayer. You seek the face of God. God speaks. Or, whilst you have already gotten the prophecy, Satan is fighting it. So you must enter warfare. In their case, in their case, the warfare came before they pray. Some of you, the prophecy has come before the prophecy attracted the warfare. So the moment the prophetic word came to you, all hell got loose. Broke loose on you. And I've seen many people get destroyed after prophecy because they didn't know how to do the warfare. Let me tell you this one again. Prayer is towards God. But anytime you are in warfare, you are dealing with the enemy. What are you really dealing with the devil about? Satan, 2,000 years ago, number one, Jesus defeated you. I know I'm dealing with a defeated fool. You are a thief. But I will not permit you to steal manifestation of my prophetic word. No, let me go to somebody here and talk to the person. Now I understand. And so, when you are engaging, I want to ask a question before I continue. Is there anybody here that carry a prophetic word right now where you are standing? Second thing is this. Sometimes, he might not necessarily be able to stop the prophetic word manifestation. He might not necessarily say to stop it completely, but he will delay the manifestation. So instead of the word for failing next week, he can push it to next 10 years. That means that the manifestation of your prophetic word depends on your attitude. God can give the word, but whether the word will fulfill faster, sooner or later, it depends on your attitude. That's the bottom line. It depends on your attitude. The prophetic word can come. Paul told Timothy that you have got many prophecies. Jehoshaphat gathered the people in fasting. That means that one of the fastest ways to get prophecies fulfilled is that engage in a fast. Hear this. The devil fears a fasting Christian. Because number one, he knows that when you step into fasting, you are stepping into sacrifice. And God doesn't take sacrifice for granted. That is why I keep telling you that every fasting prayer in the Bible, God answered it. Everyone. There is no fasting prayer in the Bible, God didn't answer. People engage in fasting, whether they were sinners, whether, whether it was a sinful nation in event, or Haman trying to annihilate all Jewish people and Esther engaged in three days, or Israel sinning that God is going to kill them and Moses lay in the tabernacle for 40 days and the Lord repented. It's only in response to fasting I heard God repented. It's a strong word. 
It's a very strong word. For the King James to use the word, and the Lord repented. It's a strong word. If you can't remember one, there's a crucial one that must be fulfilled. What? You see, Jesus said, He that you have, you know, ask, ask, and you shall receive, and your joy will be full. So, answered prayer brings fullness of joy. There are things in your life that everybody has needs, but among the needs, one of them is very crucial. That means that <laughs> among the things you are looking for, one of them you wish tomorrow is answered. Amen. And when that one is particular fulfilled, it will put you in a state of what I call divine rest. Amen. You will just be at peace. Am I talking to somebody here today? You will just be at what? Peace. Lift up your two hands. I charge you as a spiritual father that you have relaxed too much and prayed too much. And part of the reason you relax is that you were ignorant about it. Jesus. This is a week of fulfillment of prophecies. Too much prophecies on people's lives. Too much. Some of them has come to the place. They can even come to the place. Satan psychologically would deceive them to say the word that came is not from God. Mm. He whispers. He speaks. He deceives you. He is a liar. A liar lies. You cannot trust the word of a liar. I have seen people that did, Satan has deceived them until they drop their prophetic word. Mm. By the prophecy that has come upon you. The prophecy of where you get it from the church. General one. There is another one, you were reading the Bible, God lifted something. Mm. There is another one, oh, what about this one? The one you got it in a dream. Mm. You have a very vivid dream about some good things that are going to happen. You wake up and immediately you wake up, the opposite starts happening. It means that Satan has come after that dream. It's not different from God telling you, you are going to be a prime minister. Your brothers and your father will worship you and they land you to in prison. I can tell you this by authority. That when God spoke to Abraham and said, your descendants will be like the stars of the earth. I never heard Abraham pray about it. The manifestation of every prophecy is as the mercy of number one your warfare strategy and your faith. You are not going to pray to God because the God that spoke the word to you is ready to fulfill it. Mm. You are going to deal with... <laughs> I'm glad of the question you asked because I just picked something in the spirit about a question somebody is asking. If God spoke the word, why doesn't he do it for it to come to pass? I'm very glad you asked. When Adam sinned, God didn't cast sin out of him. Listen to this very carefully. When Adam ate the forbidden fruit, God could have said, you foul spirit of sin, come out of Adam. There is something called rules of engagement in the spirit. So God entered into rules of engagement and worked out to, through prophecy to get the reversal of man's sinful nature back into the garden of Eden. So, the fact that God is omnipotent does not mean that when he speaks the word, he will just, and you sit down 
and cross your hands and it come to pass. Now listen, this is what I've learned. Anything you get cheap in the kingdom, you will not value it. This is the bottom line. If you can also agree with me, everything in the natural has a price tag on it. Even if the dress you are wearing, somebody gave it to you free favor, make the person give it to you. And there is something you did to attract favor. But apart from that, everybody's dress, you bought it. Now, if there's a not if there's price tag on everything in the natural, then I want you to also know that there's a price tag, price tag on everything in the spirit. So you want a good marriage from the spirit, there's a price tag. Paul told Timothy that if you don't war, Satan will stop all the prophecy. Warfare is towards the devil. What prophecy have you received? There are people standing here, some of you, your prophecy, the devil has put his feet on it for the past five years. There are some of you standing here, it's the past ten years. And some of you, you just got it and he started making arrangements how to stop it. Enough is enough. I say enough is enough. Enough is enough. I'm going to give you the next about 15 minutes, you are going to pray. You foul spirit of the enemy. Any prophecy belong to me. That you have set up a cartel of demons around it. I am coming against you based on the sacrifice of Jesus at the cross. That 2,000 years ago, Jesus defeated you. And gave me authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions. And over all the powers of the enemy. The Bible said, if I engage in warfare, you don't have a choice than to take your hands off. Take your hands off my prophecy. And I command the prophecy to be fulfilled now. Lift up your voice. Open your mouth and command every prophecy. The prophecy concerning your marriage. The prophecy concerning your financial blessing. The prophetic word. That came. That Engaging in a very dangerous fasting. That made God anointed the prophet by force. The Bible said the spirit of the Lord came. Now listen. Stop discussing with the storm. Speak to it. Stop it. When the storm arrives, stop complaining and stop discussing. Jesus never discussed anything with the storm. Peace be still. You don't get the devil in the discussion. You have to put him where he belongs to. How can you conquer him when you don't know what to carry? The first step is that you must understand who you are in Christ. Your position as a righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You must understand what Jesus accomplished for you at the cross of Calvary. Without this kind of thing, then you don't know the formula for victory. Now, there is one thing I want you to understand there. Consistency attracts spirits. That means that if you pray in a place for a long time, you will naturally attract the supernatural attention there. That is the same strategy the devil uses to raise a negative altars in our families as African descendants. Because as you keep pulling the labation, keep pulling the labation, keep on. So the way you are praying here, a time is coming, something will descend upon potency. And I can tell you what, when there is an attraction of the spirit, that is why people can run and put people at the altar and they get delivered. Nobody was praying for them. Nobody was anointing them. Nobody was doing anything for them. My son here was here with his son. And suddenly the boy 
lifeless. Lifeless. Told me that thing. I don't know when. When was that? Was it the 31st or something? 31st morning. He was coming here to stay. And suddenly, some workers from the background came, visited the knocked the boy. The boy collapsed, lifeless. Not talking and everything. Some little boy. Immediately, they carried him and brought him to House of Redemption. Laid the boy on the altar and life came back. What happened? Because whenever the altars, and even when they put him at the altar, nothing happens. But they carried the boy and came to put him at my chair where I was sitting. And immediately the boy started kicking himself. It means that all these things here, as we pray and we pray and we pray, we have attracted supernatural things. The kind of victory you are looking for, you can't get it from that rented house, which foundation is a goat. You can't get it. If it's your house, I could have, I could have, I could have guaranteed. But that house you are renting. Consistency. So people pray in a place. I will talk, tomorrow I will show you something in the book of Genesis chapter 28. Abraham encountered God in a place. And he raised an altar there. Now, I will show you the tomorrow we'll get into altars. Different kinds of altars. Huh? One of the definitions is that altars are a place where humanity meets divinity. Are you with me? So when you engage in this altar, it's a meeting place of humanity and divinity. It's a place when humanity meets what divinity. So that is why we get we, we marry people at the altar. We do a lot of things at the altar. Are you getting it? It is also a place of spiritual authorization. We'll go into that. So, in the altar, it is designated by authority from God to perform certain things. Now, watch this. So, Abraham raised an altar there. And once he raised the altar there, after that, he continued his journey. Because the Lord met him there. Many years after, his grandson, Jacob, was running away from his father, from his brother. Came to the same place and lied down. But because of the altar, Abraham raised, it has become a portal. It has become a place where God can meet men. So Jacob saw all kinds of encounters. A ladder was spun from heaven to hell. Hey, hey, and angels, there were activities. Listen, this is not just a dream. It was a physical thing happening around him. That you saw angels were ascending and descending. It means that by the altar, Abraham raised over there. Jacob, when he woke up, he said, this is the gate of heaven. How did he become gate of heaven? Concentration of the altars that were there. Are you getting it? The first parent, Adam and Eve, taught their children a certain system of meeting God. So, without the record of what Adam did, Cain and Abel raised an altar. But not all authors are correct. Tomorrow I will take you into that. It's not for today. So that you understand when you come to Porter City. When we all enter here, it's not like our home. I cannot compare this place to even my prayer room in the house. Because as a result of the corporate prayer that has gone here, 100 days, 70 days, the Lord told me today, consistency attracts supernatural attention. So you pray at the place, ah, it will naturally attract some, some, some strong supernatural presence over there. Jeez. And that becomes a portal. It becomes an access point. It becomes a place where God can easily meet you. Listen to me. Listen to me. Between now and next week by this time, prophecies will be fulfilled. Amen.
Yo, I, 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 I wish I have the right people. I said, some of you, 72 hours from now, some prophecies will be fulfilled. Amen. 48 hours from now, some prophecies will be fulfilled. Amen. Your multiplication has already started. Because of where you are standing. An altar is a place of authorization. That is why men of God can stand at the altar and say, by the authority invested in me, I declare you husband and wife. It's a place of divine authorization. We'll go into that. To get prophecies fulfilled, get to an altar where God's concentration power is there. Yes, sir. It will come bam. Amen. It will come bam. Many years ago, I was standing with somebody and I was about to give me a prophecy where the Lord told me, stop. I was shocked. I get the word, bam. It was not in the church service. We were sitting somewhere and I, I pick a word from heaven. Vivid word for the person. The boy said, don't say anything. I said, why? He said, you have the word, but you don't have the atmosphere. Mm. That is why even on the chaos that happened on creation, God didn't speak unto you. He sensed the spirit move. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was in the face of the deep. And the spirit of the Lord moved before God said. So God showed me something that he said that if you, don't, if you have the word and don't have the atmosphere, the attack can become greater. So don't just meet a prophecy. If it is not a good portal or a place of an altar and some restaurant and beer bar somewhere, tell Modi for Shankom. The atmosphere is not good for the way. Don't just get it. Atmosphere is everything. Atmosphere is everything. Atmosphere is everything. You can't get to atmosphere of drunkenness and expect a prophetic way. If you saw the prophet in the Bible, when they don't have the atmosphere, they created it. Mika Tukaya, no response. Mika Zudaya, no response. Mika Sidaba, no response. Elisha said, call me a mistra. It means I need an atmosphere. Call me a mistra. I need somebody to start playing the keyboard. I need somebody to start worship. Call me a mistra. And the Bible said, the moment the mistra start playing, something happened. It means uh, Elisha couldn't get to the frequency because the atmosphere was not there. atmosphere. That is why sometimes it's important to walk in your house and what you are doing is you are praying worship. Sometimes it's important that normal Bible, audio Bible is reading. Sometimes concentrated worship the whole year. Get something. Get some two, two second-hand speakers in your house connected to some, 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 some iPod or something or something in your house and sometimes for 24 hours let just music play. Atmosphere. Just create the atmosphere. Just create the atmosphere. I'm going to teach you all those things. Some of your atmospheres are bad, too bad. The kind of place you live every Sunday is Bob Marley song. No. Some of you, why don't you get an accident? What kind of atmosphere is in your car? Thank you. That made the car turn. Which radio station do you listen to? What are they saying? What are they playing? Because of little gossip you want to hear. You create the right atmosphere in your car. You cannot be preaching, praying, preaching tape in your car. Somebody sent me an email that during the Christmas, their company was going on a trek and they are going on Dambai or something. I don't know whether the person is even here. I don't know whether the person is here. They are going on the north for, for some trek 
and their car had an accident and the car somersaulted five times he said my mantle was in my bag now one person once the car was somersaulted was threw out of the car and the person has to be under oxygen and he said when the car settled down some of them had cut but he didn't have a car and he said all he saw is that he that he didn't know how the mantle jumped out of his car on the seats <laughs> so by the time they got that the mantle was on the seat so listen when you carry your mantle your prayers show you are carrying an atmosphere oh no somebody doesn't understand what i'm talking about the devil knows what you carry the devil knows where it's coming from the devil knows the presence inside so the moment rahab hung the altar and the and the and the mantle on his house the spirit that destroyed jericho couldn't touch the house so atmospheres prevent the enemy from coming there now listen listen even madness is limited to fire no matter where a man is mad he won't jump into fire it means i'm mad but not around fire May the Lord give you the kind of atmosphere Amen. that drives demons and all kinds of spirits away from you. Create it. Create it. Create it. If you don't have it, create it. That's why I'm trusting God that by the time this year ends, at least maximum, you will live in your own house. Amen. You will have your own house. Amen. You will not live in a compound house that they are playing ah. all kinds of things. It's good to create an atmosphere. Hallelujah. We're just playing music. Just, just connect it and play music. It can bring you healing. Create atmosphere. You hear the voice of God. Worship going on. Sit in your car. Pray some preaching tapes. No. Pray some worshiping songs. And create the atmosphere. That is what Jehoshaphat did. He engaged in the father. People were standing in the presence of God. The spirit of the Lord came upon one man and he started prophesying. Tomorrow we'll go into what I call altars. Tomorrow we'll deal with altars. Different kinds of altars. Altars can be a designated place. Altars can be a place that you elected. Altars can be an individual. Altars can be a specific man of God. As a result of the things they have done in the past, in the presence of God, they become an altar. The greatest prophet in the Old Testament, John the Baptist, this is what he said. Jesus said, among them that are born of women, there is nobody greater than John the Baptist. James that John is greater than Moses, Elijah, Isaiah, every one of them. And this is what the greatest prophet said. He said, Jesus will not only baptize you with the Holy Ghost. He said, I baptize you with water, but there's one coming after me. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So when you call the fire of the Holy Ghost, you are creating an atmosphere Satan cannot, cannot, cannot mimic or cannot penetrate. It is a common thing with him. The chief executive of God's program on earth, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead. His first appearance on, on, on this earth, it happens on the day of Pentecost. They were with, in one place with one accord. Suddenly, there came a mighty rushing wind. And the Bible says, clothing tongues of fire. It sat on them. This is what I learned. This is the revelation I take. The Holy Ghost came on their body before he entered their spirit. You didn't catch it. It sat on them before they were baptized. It is when the Holy Ghost sat on them and the Bible said they were filled and they begin to speak. Now, why did it come on the body before the spirit? 
because the body that carries the spirit it means that no matter how your spirit is intact and active if this body is weak if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwelleth in you then the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now listen if that spirit can raise the dead can't he heal a body ah. One of the assurance Jesus received to come and die is because the Holy Ghost told him, if you die, I will raise you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So later Paul said, if the spirit of him that raised Christ this revelation alone should let you walk in divine health. Can we come to that our shadows will heal the sick where can we come to that if we don't have money we can tell the crippled man that several and gold have I now huh? my pentacles will turn in dead after those guys got intoxicated with the effect of wine they were so bold that they can stand before the Sandra and say judge for yourself do you know the reason why we are struggling we have not encountered what we encountered I had a testimony from a Nigerian young pastor, apostle or whatever, and it was very funny. He said, I was going to raise the dead. <laughs> I went to a place and I saw there was a dead, and I told them, weep not. Because I have read the book about Smegwekesbeck. How you raise the dead. So I walked there majestically. I commanded the girl to rise, and seven times the girl will not rise. And he said, I heard a voice from the spirit. Wekesbeck knows something you don't know. Yeah. Can I tell you the today God told me something that shocked me? He said, Son, <laughs> it is easy to preach than to pray. He told me, He said, Preaching is easy, singing is easy, but prayer is hard because it's a sacrifice. So listen. Listen, now understand why Jasperjian said, I better train one man to pray than ten men to preach. Because if they preach without prayer, they will start talking like philosophers. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the message. For further inquiries, contact Belt Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP21421, Accra. Telephone, plus 233-274-009933 or plus 233-242-472655. Email us on info at portercity.com or visit our website, www.portercity.com. Location, Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana.